Hello and thank you for tuning into Sideline Story, your destination for sports news, analysis and discussions. I am your host, Brandon Yates, and today I'm joined by my co-hosts, Yang Guang, Fuyu and Tian Yu. And today we will be talking about the one-year anniversary of the Beijing Winter Olympics. And we will also be talking about Beijing 2022's legacies, such as venue use, winter sports enthusiasm in China, present Chinese winter sports athletes and a few other elements that made these games such a special and historic occasion. And Yang Guang, I'd like to start with you. Of course, you know, the Beijing 2022 Winter Olympics was something that we all remember. And it's it's pretty incredible that it's already been one year since these games have taken place. And there were just so many memorable talking points that we, you know, still remember to this day and will remember for many years to come. But just to start off with you, from your perspective, what legacy do you think was the most important that people will take away from those really, really special games? Um, yeah, one year on, I still have uh, fresh memories about those games. And actually, Beijing organizers have um, just released um, a post-games legacy report, which includes uh, winter sports development in China, post-games use of the Olympic venues, upgrading of ice and snow industry, among other achievements. Um, here's the official with the Beijing Olympic City Development Association explaining why they have made this report. The purpose of these two reports is to introduce the experience of the utilization and sustainable development of the heritage of the Beijing Winter Olympics to the public at home and abroad and thus provide references for future Olympic Games and large-scale events further build consensus among society to make good use of Beijing's Olympic heritage, benefit the public, and promote urban and regional development. Uh, well, personally, I think the biggest legacy of um, Beijing 2022 is still the Chinese people's passion for winter sports. Uh, last year, the first Winter Games in China spurred the winter sports boom in this country. Um, winter resorts were built, um, ice and snow sports were included in the PE classes in schools. A few big names of winter sports star athletes started to sound familiar to ordinary Chinese. The Beijing Winter Olympics um, truly promoted the winter sports. Even, even the Games drew its curtain one year ago, and uh, this enthusiasm among the Chinese people for ice and snow sports has shown no signs of abating, especially this winter after authorities lifted almost all the COVID restrictions and um, ski resorts and ice rinks reopened with the public. Uh, here in Beijing, for example, during the seven-day spring festival break, over 1.3 million people visited rural areas and the Yanqin Olympic Zone was the biggest attraction, according to the uh, Chinese Capital's Bureau of Culture and Tourism. Yanqin hosted the sliding events and alpine skiing during the Beijing Olympics last year. Even in some southern Chinese provinces where temperatures are a bit warmer than north and uh, receive little snowfall, participants of winter sports are still growing in numbers. My wife actually skied when she returned to her hometown, Jiangsu, during the holiday. Um, Jiangsu is a province that seldom sees temperature below zero in the winter season, and uh, 
she was able to go to an indoor ski venue with、um, with artificial snow produced by machines. She sent me a picture of that venue. It's not big、um, and had only two slopes, but it was so packed、uh, during that time. Don't even mention the natural ski resorts in in other parts of China, in Xinjiang, like in Heilongjiang in northern China.、Uh, they are now the top destination for ski lovers. So, yeah, the passion of winter sports is what has impressed me the most in terms of、um, the legacies from the Beijing Winter Olympics. Yeah, I think whenever you know, whether it's a winter or summer Olympic Games, you know, coming to a specific city or country,、um, you know, it's fantastic to see that. Well, particularly when、um, you know those sports from that particular games、um, affects the people of that country. You know, when they become more interested in those particular sports. So the fact that you know the Winter Olympics did come to Beijing and that it's、uh, had such an incredible impact on、um, not just the people of Beijing but the people of China. You know, taking part in winter sports, not just top class top class athletes, but just you know regular Chinese citizens. Just you know, you know, even just trying certain winter sports for the first time. And you know, developing new passions and hobbies. I think that's really fantastic to hear, and I think that's a really、um, special legacy that、um, has come out of Beijing uh, 2022. Um, for you, is there anything that comes to mind for you when it comes to、um, a legacy that people will take away from、um, Beijing 2022? Um, yeah, I was also going to mention the legacy report that Yang Guang earlier introduced, and、um, it says the venues have gradually reopened to the public, and China has achieved its goal of engaging 300 million people in winter sports. This, I think, is the most important thing about the Winter Games. It inspired people to take up winter sports, which nurtured a culture、um, where. Which impacts not only the people who are actually skiing, snowboarding, or ice skating,、um, it also creates a market on a wider scale. And this could include winter sports gear, broadcast, tourism, hospitality, or many other sectors that we are not even aware of. And with the population and market size of China, there is a limited potential in the winter sports industry, both in terms of Competition and its impact beyond the sports, and、um, some of the 300 million people or more people that come after them to take up winter sports may become future Olympic and world champions. Actually, there's a four-year-old girl who's really popular on Chinese social media. She's been snowboarding since she was two, which was after China announced its goal of engaging 300 million people in winter sports, and. She has now already mastered several maneuvers that are even hard for adult beginners.、Um, so her father sees the talent in her and said that he hopes she could someday win an Olympic medal. So that's the potential、uh, Winter Games released in people, and it, it also ignites their passion. So、um, I think we'll see even more people taking up winter sports across China. Yeah, I think like we mentioned, you know, the fact that、um, regular Chinese citizens are now, you know,、um, taking part in winter sports that may not have done so before Beijing 2022, and you know, whether it just be developing a hobby or, like you said, you know, the four-year-old that's popular on Chinese social media that's obviously now been identified as a real talent.、Um, 
you know, that's also something that's really um, important. So, yeah, just people developing hobbies, but also people, you know, potentially developing careers in winter sports that may not have done so before Beijing 2022 could be because maybe they wouldn't have considered taking up a winter sport before. So those are, I think, two incredibly important elements as well. And like you said, for you, um, you know, we don't really think about the fact that, um, you know, the, the creation of these winter venues and people, you know, traveling to winter sports venues that may have not done so before um, can have a massive increase in um, tourism numbers and, you know, just, um, you know, potential revenue for local businesses and that kind of thing. So I think it definitely yeah. has a really positive knock-on effect for, um, like you said, for a couple of, um, you know, industries around China and even potentially around the world, you know, um, Chinese people traveling to other winter venues around the world that may not have done so previously. You made a very interesting point, uh, which I hadn't yeah. thought of before, which is um, create, potentially creating um, a huge market, not only in China, but also around the world. Yeah, I, mm -hmm. I believe after the relaxation of COVID measures and as Chinese people get better at winter sports, some of them may want to tra travel abroad, uh, abroad and try the slopes in a traditionally popular winter sport resorts such as Switzerland, Austria, or those in North America. Yeah, absolutely. So I think it'll increase tourism, you know, not just domestically in China, but around the world. And I think that could have a, a really positive, you know, global impact, which I think is really fantastic to see, especially like you said now that most COVID restrictions have been relaxed and international travel is a lot easier now. So yeah, hopefully we can see a lot more um, domestic and international travel that is linked to winter sports that may not have happened um, before Beijing 2022. So I think that's another fantastic legacy to take away from what was, of course, a really special Games. Tianyu, um, just from your side, any legacies that stand out for you in particular um, that you will take away personally from Beijing 2022? Uh, yes. So like you said, uh, I think uh, the Beijing 2022 has done a great job in promoting winter sports to the public. So China had been investing heavily in building infrastructure for snow and ice activities for citizens before the Games started. So the country now has over 600 standard ice rinks and over 800 ski resorts. And the Games itself actually has a great influence in popularizing winter sports. It has attracted a record 2 billion viewers worldwide. And apart from this, I think the, the Games has also done pretty well in presenting the Chinese culture to the world. The opening ceremony has impressed the world with various Chinese cultural elements. And also the two mascots of the Games have become a huge hit around the world, especially Bing Duan Duan, which is a chubby baby panda wearing an ice shell. People just love this little panda. You could see hot discussions over the mascot online. Athletes and media workers were rushing to take pictures with, uh, with it during the games. And toys and other related merchandise products of Bing Duan Duan had been sold out online once they were rolled out. So I would say the mascot's popularity has proved people's interest and love for the Chinese culture. And Beijing 2022 did a great job in creating such a successful cultural intellectual property. Yeah, look, I think internationally, there's no doubt whatsoever that the mascots were very popular. And like you said, it was spoken about not just in China, but around the globe and amongst athletes and fans and, you know, just many people that were actively interested in um, Beijing 2022. And yeah, I think, you know, of course, the viewership numbers were staggering. And um, of course, it created a lot of buzz in, you know, the games themselves created a lot of buzz in China and around the globe. 
But I think, yeah, what you mentioned there as well, the fact that um, it was a great platform for um, the world to um, take a look at Chinese culture and Chinese heritage. I think that's also something incredibly important to take away from Beijing 2022. And I think that's exactly what happened. I think the world got to see what in incredibly rich uh, culture and um, history comes out of China. And I think that, um, you know, for example, the opening ceremony, like you said, was a great way to display those elements. And we spoke about, um, you know, uh, Tianyu, you mentioned there the infrastructure and, you know, venues being used um, and constructed and also, um, you know, venues being reused, um, you know, and, and turned into winter venues. So Tianyu, I'll start with uh, you for this question. In terms of the venues um, that were used at Beijing 2022, if we look now, how are the venues being used to serve other purposes after the Games? Yeah, uh, most of the Beijing 2022 competition venues, such as uh, the famous Ice Cube and the Shogun Big Air Slope, have opened to the public following the Games. The venues have also become popular destinations now. So, for example, National Speed Skating Ovo has been receiving a huge influx of visitors after it was open. So, during the past Spring Festival holiday, the venue had seen over 700,000 people coming to enjoy the pleasure of skating. And also, many venues would be used to host other tournaments after the 2022 Games concluded. So over the next five years, the, Nan the Yanqing Sliding Center will host races for the World Cup and the Asian Cup. And what's more, many of the venues are also being used to train athletes for the country. The National Aquatic Center, which hosted the curling competitions during the Beijing 2022, has now been used to train curling athletes and coaches. So all these venues have been used uh, to extend their influence to the public in terms of promoting winter sports. It's definitely fantastic to hear that the venues are still being used. And, you know, just for a, a variety of reasons, not necessarily just for hosting major sporting events, but the fact that, you know, athletes are able to train there, the public is able to use it. Um, and the fact that it's being that, that they're all being used on a regular basis for a variety of reasons, I think that's incredibly important because, Unfortunately, you know, we've seen at other um, major sporting events around the globe in the past that, you know, sometimes venues were created and then never used again. You know, sometimes they were only created for one specific games. So it's, it's fantastic to hear that that is not the case in Beijing following the Winter Olympics in 2022. The fact that um, all of these venues are still being used on a regular basis for a variety of reasons and for a variety of people as well. You know, like I said, not just professional athletes, but just for the general public. And so that's really great to hear. Yang Guang, from your perspective, the venues, are they being used to serve other purposes after the Games? Um, yeah, the utilization of venues after any sporting events could be a, a headache for organizers. Uh, look at what happened to the venues of the Rio Olympics. Some of them, like the Aquatic Arena, were abandoned and fell into disrepair just months after the Games. Um, even the beach volleyball venue of the Beijing 2008 Olympics is now left to rust. Um, obviously, Beijing organizers learned their lessons um, in 2022. A big example is the big air facility in Beijing. Um, after the Winter Olympics, is transferred into part of the Shogun Industrial Park, uh, which was previously a steel plant and now a park for leisure shopping purposes. Um, because it's where the big air facilities where Chinese stars Gu Ailin and Su Yiming won gold medals. Plus, it's a, it's a very modern architecture with 
beautiful curved designs. It's now also a landmark uh, where tourists often visit.、Uh, this winter, the facility management also renovated it into a snow tubing venue for children,、uh, becoming a place of, for fun. And、uh, in the future, of course, it can、uh, host other big air events like the World Cups or the Winter X Games. Uh, another example is how the venues can be transformed to adapt to different sports, like、um, the Uke Sum Arena, which was the ice hockey venue in Beijing 2022.、Um, it was actually the basketball arena in Beijing 2008, and now it can be transformed for between the two sports. So is the National Aquatic Center, which held curling competitions last year in the Winter Games. It can also host swimming, diving. Uh, competitions upon different scenarios.、Um, other venues like the like can you mention the National Speed Skating Oval or or the Ice Ribbon is now completely、uh, open to the public、um, even in the summer.、Um, is 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 now the best place to go skating in Beijing?、Uh, perhaps it could be a challenge to profits considering the huge cost of、uh, keep running such a big venue. But it's it's functioning properly as a part of a public resources now. I, I would say it successfully completed the transformation from the、um, sporting venue of the Beijing Olympics to a public venue for residents in Beijing. I think that's always something that is really、um, really incredible to me. Is you know of course、um, it's fantastic to see a venue being used over and over again by a variety of people for you know just one particular sport. That's always great to see. But the fact that you know venues can be Um, changed and adapted to a variety of sports, and even sometimes, you know, like you said, changed into completely different venues for different activities. I mean, I just think that that's absolutely incredible. So, the fact that that's happened in Beijing post 2022、um, at a variety of venues, it's just phenomenal.、Um, just to have these spectacular venues that can be used for multiple reasons and you know have year-round use, I think that's just an incredible、um, way to.、Um, You know, keep keep the use of these facilities alive. You know, on a regular and consistent basis、um, across many years to come. So that's really, really good to hear. And for you,、um, just from your perspective,、um, do you agree with what、uh, Tianyu and Yang Guang have said about、um, you know just the reuse of venues and、um, you know how the public and professional athletes are using these venues post 2022? Sure, I think it's the most cost-efficient and sustainable way of managing these venues. And、um, I'll follow up what Yang Guang said about the Shougang Park.、Um, there's a lot more to this park than just the big air venue.、Um, the Shougang Park has fulfilled its promise of welcoming the public after the Winter Games and becoming a recreational venue. There's a lake inside the park where people can go ice skating and have all the fun like they do at the Shichahai Ice Rink, which is a tradition and popular winter pastime in Beijing.、Um, every year at Shichahai, when it becomes cold enough and the ice 
ice becomes thick enough, the rink opens to attract people. Now, I mean, for people living in this part of the city, they don't have to travel that far. Besides that, there's also plenty of space to roller skate or do other sports activities inside the Shogang Park. There's dining services, and you can even hop on a driverless taxi inside the park. So there's something for everyone, whether you're there for sports or just there for the park for photography.、Um, I promise you'll never get bored. Fuyu, I really liked what you said there.、Um, just you know, to wrap up everything that we've said about the venues, that there's something for everybody, and I think that that's an incredibly important、um, takeaway from、uh, the, the reuse and continued use of、um, the venues from Beijing 2022. That no matter whether you're a professional athlete or just a regular citizen, or even someone that's not you know particularly interested in a specific sport, and you just want to take part in a leisure activity. I think there's no doubt whatsoever that there really is something for everybody at multiple、um, Beijing 2022 venues going into 2023 and beyond, and I think that is really fantastic to see. And you know, speaking about、um, there being something for everybody, of course, I think Beijing 2022、um, definitely had a major impact on、um, people's lives, not just the people of Beijing, but you know, the, the citizens of China overall, and I think also for. Millions of viewers that tuned in from around the world. Yang Guang, in what way do you believe the games have changed people's lives?、Um, I think it it still lies in the in the changing people's leisure options.、Um, previously, go skiing or skating might not be the number one choice for leisure for many、uh, because there were fewer venues. But now, especially in winter, in cities like Beijing, going for the winter sports has become the Must do for tourists:、um, either skating in the ice ribbon and Olympic venue, or going to Yanqing or the neighboring city of Zhangjiakou to experience the world-class ski tracks on the weekend.、Uh, speaking of which, I I think going skiing was gone beyond to try out the sports only.、Um, Beijing and Zhangjiakou now have some skiing towns similar to what they have in Europe, like in Italy and Switzerland. These resorts, of course, offer very good ski tracks and the related infrastructure. But、um, they also where people can have two or three days off and、uh, spend quality time with their family and friends in the remote mountainous areas, enjoy a hot spring and everything.、Um, the Taiwu Ski Resort, for example, in Changjiakou, has become such a place.、Uh, it was built based on the facilities from the Beijing Olympics and now offers. Great service, both in skiing and tourism. I think that's incredible to hear. The fact that、um, you know there's so many venues now and cities where people are traveling to and taking part in winter sports.、Um, so yeah, a couple of the elements that you mentioned there,、um, I think that will definitely have an incredible impact on many citizens around China that are just you know potentially having you know certain elements of their vacation plans changing in terms of their hobbies changing,、um, daily activities changing. I think that's definitely something that Beijing 2022 had an incredible impact on.、Um, for you, from your perspective, which ways do you think the games have changed people's lives? I think the most significant way is the games. Um, or the infrastructure that benefited from the games makes traveling more efficient. It boosted connectivity among the three competition zones with the Beijing Zhangjiakou Railway.、Um, it continued to serve people mostly in the Beijing Tianjin Hebei region after the games. It transported over fifty thousand passengers. 
during the Spring Festival holiday, which was a record on that railway line. And、um, one one other aspect of transportation is a faster and easier route for me, which I've shared last year. It makes traveling to the Beijing 2022 headquarters easier, and I can also get home faster. In addition to that, the whole area around my home has also been renovated, so I'm enjoying better living conditions,、um, better roads, and、uh, w- which I think is the most significant change for me after the Winter Games. Yeah, I think that's something incredibly important that you just brought up there, and we didn't really mention before. I think the increased infrastructure and the improved infrastructure, like you said, the improved、uh, transport, roads,、um, living facilities.、Um, I think that's going to have an incredibly important impact on the daily lives of Chinese citizens. So it's great to hear that it's improved、um, your day-to-day life for you, and I think that it will have done so for many Chinese citizens all over China. And I think that definitely wraps up what has been an incredible one-year celebration, the anniversary of the Beijing 2022 Olympics. And I think we touched on so many elements there,、um, the legacies that it left behind. That's had an incredible impact on not just the people of China, but on、um, the citizens of the globe. I think it's really fantastic that we were able to talk about all of these really special elements and legacies of Beijing 2022. But that is all we have time for. On this week's episode of Sideline Story, thank you so much for joining us, and of course, we will be back next week with our latest topic, and we'll see you then. 